Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey friends, welcome to Heal Squad All-Stars, where you get to hear from our top guests. Think of it as a cheat sheet to a better you. All of the best takeaways from the top experts in one show. Have your notebooks out and get ready to heal, my friends. This edition of Heal Squad All-Stars starts now. What are some of the examples of kind of transformation that you've seen that has been inspiring once someone found astrology and able to, was able to apply it properly? So I'm thinking about, I used to teach, I don't teach anymore. Now I have a school with lots of teachers, but the first class, this woman that suddenly eventually worked for us, she came in the first class, super shy, a Taurus, self-conscious, Sitting like, and I looked at her chart and I was like, uh oh, she had so much fire in her chart. And I was like, wait a minute, you're hiding behind some old story that you can't show up. And before you knew it, she started exercising, she lost weight. Her husband wrote me, it was like she was, she had identified so much with her low self that she'd lost. And as soon as it activated, she became one of our best teachers, she became one of our best astrologers, and she was hiding under this ego structure of. You know, that little shy thing that Tauruses do where they don't feel good enough? Well, astrology changed all that. Wait, Deborah, I just got the chills. So this could potentially be another way to deal with trauma because technically that was maybe a trauma that she took on and formed a belief around that she had to stay small and her bigness couldn't come out, which a lot of us get that, right? When you're big, you are too much for people and you intimidate them and they have to shut you down. So they extinguish our fire, exactly which right. has happened my whole life. So I know it well, they extinguish the, the fire and then you have to mute yourself so much just to survive. And then astrologer looks at your chart and goes, come out, come out wherever you are. So it gives you permission to reclaim. And that's what I'm telling you. Maria, so many students that I have seen have come in the school and then left the school back to their real self. And so I get like to these theories, people send me gifts all the time because they really, it's not theory. 
It really does change your life. But it, and I teach it in very small. There's only 10 women in the class. The astrologer who's teaching you studied your chart before you got there. And it's six weeks long. And at the end of it, you're like, I can't believe I'm back to myself. And what are they teaching you in these six weeks? The very first class is the elements. So what we just talked about, you use this book, my favorite book, The Missing Element. Uh-huh. Um, and, they, and they give you homework. So you have to go, let's say you were missing fire like that woman. You've got to go outside, go for walks and sweat. If you don't do this in the next week, don't come back to clay. I mean, I'm kind of not mean, but I'm very like, don't spend your money unless you're going to change. The second class is super interesting. And this is where um, the tires hit the ground. The second class is Mercury. I'm just going to look at yours. Yeah. So you have (laughs) your Mercury's in Gemini. So then we find out how the mind works and yours never stops. No, <laughs> like you're da, 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 and your memory and your thoughts and you're so curious and you've got so once you become the observer of your mercury of how your mind works just in one class, then we give you the gift called the observer. And this is also in my book where you look over at yourself and you go, oh, my God, can you just find the off button to that machine? And then you do become yeah. the aware part of yourself. And so the second class is all about the mindsets and how your chart describes what fixates specifically to your chart. Like with Chelsea, it's different because she's Pisces. So she's dreaming. So she has to have structure all the time. She has to, you are like free falling. You're like so many things interest you. You could just do a million interviews a day because your mind is never satisfied. It's like, like the Pac-Man. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And so then you learn in the class, like, oh, that's interesting. I can separate myself from my mind. That's a revelation. Then the next class is your shadow. And we find out what in your unconscious is undermining you. And how do you do that? Through the chart? Yep. That's called the North Node. Oh. And that is a really, and yours, ready? Yeah. Yours is trying to be super independent. Like what you do is you pretend like you're really a partnering person and all you want is to partner. But some part of you will go super independent if you're not careful. Am I right or am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's so a whole class. So then we spend a whole class working with the North node. It's I'm giving you the abbreviated version. Obviously it's six weeks. And by the end you learn your life lesson. And that's the most important conversation of all Saturn. What did you come in this lifetime? And I know that Chelsea's is Pisces because we looked at her chart before you got here, Kelsey, Kelsey, and yours, get ready. You're going to love this. <clears throat> yours is fire. Your life lesson is in Leo. How big can I be? How generous can I be? How uninhibited can I be without my water being so sensitive to the other person making a face at me? (laughs) (laughs) It's like she just put a dagger through my chest. (laughs) No, no, that was, I'm just naming it. I know, but you're right. You're right. I mean, that's your life lesson in Leo. How willing are you to stand up, stand out and not notice the judgments from others. It's not your job to pay attention to them, but that's not an easy one. That's hard. Yeah. What's Kelsey's? I'm curious. Kelsey's is her hypersensitivity that she she really does give herself away all the time. And she becomes a workaholic and she becomes like overly busy because she's got so much sensitivity. She can't, her water doesn't want to sit still. Mm -hmm. I feel that. That so makes a lot of so sense. It's simple. So my <laughs> with astrology is, and it's all over Instagram. I shouldn't make fun of astrology. It's all over Facebook. <laughs> There's a million trillion astrologers, but my system, 
because of the therapy, because of the psychology is just simplified. Like you can go on forever studying astrology, but where does it actually hit the ground? Like, does it actually, like that instance I just gave you, if I say to you, you have permission, Maria, to really be big, your life lesson Mm -hmm. with Leo. And then you practice that, even though you resist it because it hurts your feelings when they are mean to you or you hurt someone and then you're like, I'm out. But that's not your job. Your job is to stay in even when they get their feelings hurt. Oh my God. It's if I could hear this message like one more time, I, or if I had a dime for every time this message came to me, I'd be so, so wealthy. Even Judy Wilkins-Smith, who was on the show recently, she's like, you are meant to be big. Stop playing small. And I'm like, but, you're one. It's just, but it's so beautiful because the water part of you is uh, able to cry. I hope you can cry easily. Can you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you never want to get too big at the expense of your humanness. At the same time, you don't want your humanness interrupting with your permission to really live a life. Like you came to eat this life alive with that Leo and your Mars is there. You have a little bit of a drama queen in you. Of course. My dad used to call me Hollywood growing up. Okay. Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) It's only fitting that I went. (laughs) Oh, cute. So this is everyone listening. You all have a purpose here and you all have a chart that was based in the moment of your birth. And we have someone on our team that can rectify the chart if you don't know what birth time. And I do this game called matchmaking where someone sends us their chart and then I fix, I have like 20 astrologers that I trained and I do this game and I have so much fun doing it. I look at the person's chart and then I do matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. And I put them together and then they have a really good experience. So this is the most maybe exciting astrology conversation I think I've ever had. (laughs) And well, because I love the idea that we can help ourselves with this. I I shouldn't say that. I've always known that astrology helps you understand yourself and all that, but I see kind of the next level of it's not just understanding yourself. It's how it can help you have a better life and live a better life. So I wonder with there are different types. Like I, I had someone on who did Ayurvedic astrology. Are we able, like, is this something that people should do every six months? Because, you know, the planets are moving and, you know, like I know for me, I had the Ayurvedic astrologer told me that I had to wait two years and pay more karmic debt. So my karmic debts ended this April, I guess, and life was supposed to take off and it's been taking off and it's doing better. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. In some ways. In so some you know, other this ways. month in your chart, you are in a major change right this month. Can a you good th- one? Can it be a good one? A really good one. It's going to bring out your mystical, magical spirituality is calling your name. So don't miss, you're going to remember this. In the next three, four months, you're going to feel more introverted. And I am. Hello. Don't I haven't been seeing anybody. I've just been sitting in my backyard. I know. And that's going to go on. I'm warning you. For the next two and a half years, you're going to notice the appetite you have is to have quiet now, that doesn't mean your career, in fact, it'll enrich in your inner world. And you'll now you'll remember, you have so much um, water in your chart. This is a water cycle for the next two and a half years. It just started the last month. What does a water cycle mean? Well, that's water is tears. It's sensitivity. It's compassion. It's feeling like you want to be more creative at home. It's fertility. Like you, we're you're, about to have babies. So that makes you sense. are in the perfect time to almost have a baby. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Wow. 
So are you able in these charts to look at people's health carefully? Like, are we able to like really figure out, because here's the thing that most of us want to know, is it going to get better? (laughs) And we want to know, is it going to get better in life, but then also in health too? So, so this is a difficult moment in time. I'm doing a keynote address this week at a um, climate crisis conversation because as an astrologer, my job is to look at time and look into the future. We are in a very difficult moment. Like there is no question that for the first time in, in our entire existence on this planet, we have 7.8 billion people here and it's on the rise. So we've never had this much static, this much awareness around what's mm-hmm. going on. So there's a requirement to your credit right now to sit in the backyard, find a peaceful state, and then yes, you'll get healthier, but you have to go in, you guys. The outer world is crumbling. It has nothing to do with your inner sense of quality, love, feeling healthy. Take care of yourselves. And there is a practice for fire people. They, For me, I got to exercise. For water people, they have to sit still. They need to be at home. The air people need to research and write and take information in and listen to podcasts. They get so off on all that's healthy. And for the earth person, they like to clean. I don't understand those people, but they love organizing things. That's their nature. So Mm. the answer to the question is in order to make things better, become more and more yourself, get comfortable Mm. in your own skin permission said the astrologer to be yourself because everyone else is taken. (laughs) I know being yourself is so hard sometimes. It's so I confusing. wonder with well, the fire thing is interesting. So if someone is fire and then they have to work out, I would think to balance you you have to balance all of the elements not just if the one that's missing but the ones that you're dominant in. So if you're a dominant in fire, you'd have to do more water stuff or air stuff, right? You can't change the nature. Like if I say to you, you're going to stop talking, your Gemini's just going, please don't say that to me. That's so unnatural, right? It would be, of course. You, you have to, the gift of astrology is permission to be yourself. And then to your point, figure out the balance factor. But you can't say to someone who's a talker, you got to learn how to listen and stop talking. Like, Okay, I'm reading about it, but I can't quite. So you follow your instinct mm-hmm. and then you figure out the missing element and you balance and you study your chart and suddenly you find your health comes back. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have reclaimed their own internal comfort. That's the first step. So we have all these different astrologies. And before I forget to get the answer to this, because this was our big question going in was, how do you know the difference between your intuition and anxiety? I love that question. Thank you for asking. I actually have an answer. Your intuition has no agenda. No agenda. It is neutral. Intuition is inherently neutral. So you may have an intuitive hit that the volcano is going to erupt. And then, so that would be neutral. Now, a moment later, you may be like, oh my God, I'm standing at the base of the volcano. I'm terrified. Like you might have a feeling about that intuitive hit, but the hit itself is, it's not scared. There's no emotion. There's not excitement. There's not fear. There's no emotion associated with intuition. It's neutral. And so that's the way. And it's really that simple. The problem with simple is simple is often the most difficult things, just like sitting with grief. Like the most simple thing in the world is also the most difficult thing in the world. Um, and I think like to your point just a moment ago, we have this idea that like smart people deal with complicated problems. 
And it's like simple to sit in your emotions um, or it's simple to just be present and listen. But that's the work. Like if you want an active relationship to your intuition and to start kind of really knowing the difference between the voice of your intuition and the voice of your anxieties, which often sound like intuition, um, then you have to sit with both of them, which means sitting with anxiety without an agenda, without fixing it, without trying to like outsmart it. And most of us are too busy surviving for that, you know, or proving that we're fill in the blank, right? But doesn't anxiety come from fear and fear is not neutral. So how, how can that be disguised as intuition? Okay. So a lot of times, so this is, so there's like an astrological answer I'll give. The planet Neptune in astrology, it governs a bunch of things. One of the things that it governs is anxiety. And the other one is intuition. It is the planet that is related to our sense of there being something more. So it's like high spirituality. So it's not religion. It's connection to God or universe. Um, And when it's kind of out of balance or uh, it's not paired with appropriate grounding or centering, what happens is it's kind of like, think of it as um, our auric field, which is say our energy field that is around every human person and thing and all that um, is porous. But when we have too much Neptune, when we have too much anxiety, it's like a damn loofah sponge. It's just sucking in everything. So now you're getting in too much information on an energetic level. And when we get in too much information, our system goes into what's real. Oh my God. Am I, am I okay? I don't know why I feel this way. What's wrong. Instead of again, getting a little bit grounded and listening to what is this feeling? Is this feeling even mine? Because we're all living through COVID, right? We know that there's a collective terror and a collective disassociation from that terror. And there's, and, and when I say collective, I mean global, global, right? And I think that this is something that is, is really hard for people because you feel this sense of fear. And when we feel fear, if we don't sit with the fear and just be present without an agenda, then we cannot effectively parse out. What of this is my intuition is saying, this is a danger because there are dangers in the world and we want to listen to our intuition around danger. And what is my projection onto my uncertainty or my fears that's making it worse? And, and, And that just is a practice. It's a practice and it requires that you know your own inner voice. Mm. And, you know, I say this and part of like the assumption in what I'm saying that I want to just kind of like point to is that most of us are intuitive. Now, not everyone's psychic. It's just like, you know, when people, I, I personally am a psychic, but when people who can sing really well, are like, everyone can sing and athletes are like, everyone can sprint. I'm like, well, is that, is that true? But we all have the capacity, right? Um, so in terms of intuition, we are all connected. We are all interconnected. And what is destabilizing about that is if you walk into a room and a bunch of people were fighting in that room. Now you might not be psychic, but you're like, something's wrong. And if you're in a state of anxiety or if you have an anxious nature, uh, you might be like, what's wrong? What did I do? Oh no. 
what's going to happen next instead of, oh, these people were fighting about the bill at dinner the other night. You know what I mean? And, and this takes knowing our own energy so we can tell when something's not about us or not our own. And that it takes a lot of practice um, and willingness to be uncomfortable, honestly. <laughs> How do you gain a better understanding of your own inner voice? Hmm. I think that when people think of intuition, they think of like Morgan Freeman's <laughs> voice, you know what I mean? Like the voice of God in your head. Um, and it's actually more of, again, a neutral whisper. So there's like the voice of your intuition or your guidance, which is very neutral and very subtle and does take some stillness and quiet within you to receive. And when most of us are feeling grief or anger or um, anxiety, it's very hard to achieve that. So there is that. But the other part of what I'll say is it's simply through showing up for yourself noticing how you feel. And then like a, like a psychic trick uh, that anyone can use is when you notice how you feel, just grab your phone, use the notes of your phone, like write on a piece of paper, stick it in your pocket, whatever works. Um, what it is that you think is happening, like what it is that your instincts are telling you, put the date and the time on it and then return to it later that day, next week, whatever it is. And then you can start developing a sense of like, huh, every time I get a stomach ache, it's not because I ate the dairy. It's not because I'm having anxiety. It's because I'm having a relationship dynamic with my boyfriend and he's not even telling me what's wrong. And it's like, oh, my body is telling me something's wrong. Interesting. Like you can start picking up on those things, but it takes having a real like uh, willingness to investigate mm -hmm. and having some patience, which again, I know most people don't really have time and energy for, um, but that's, that's the way we do it. Or at least it's one of the ways we do it. I like that. I, I think I've done versions of that for sure. Cause you want to know, you know, our instinct as humans, was I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> like if and I wake up like, with a dream, I'll write it down. Cause I want to remember and see if it comes true or whatever. Do you have prophetic dreams? Mm. You do. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing about dreams because they, it's like when we we don't have boundaries, we're sleeping, we can't have boundaries. We're just wide open and our unconscious mind can kind of sort through things. It's I I'm, I'm a professional psychic, but I don't have psychic dreams usually. I will show up in other people's dreams apparently, but I don't have psychic dreams. Um, and I find, I find like the, for people who do, it is really wise and healthy to have a, like a dream journaling practice mm -hmm. because it is your subconscious being like, Hey, I'm here and I want your attention and I can be more, I can be of more service to you. And that said, sometimes having prophetic dreams is a burden. Depends on what the prophecy is. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. had to shut that down a while ago. That was really too scary. Cause I would have the dream and then the next day it would come together on the news and I would see it. It was world events. That's the worst. And it was so freaky mm -hmm. that I could predict what was coming and it made me look like a crazy person to my bosses. Sure, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. um, we should probably get a news crew over to Denver because there's going to be a shooting in the church parking lot somewhere in Denver. Everyone's going to be okay. but And then it literally would play out just like that. It was just wow. bananas. It was really scary. So, um, But I think, you know, and then you have these weird ones. Like I had a weird one the other night. And I was trying to figure it out. So I'll go on to Google and try to like dream analysis. But there was, I was back in my old house in Medford, Massachusetts. And behind the fence, I could see this 
hawk kind of bird flying up in the sky. And then I saw his eyes and I saw his intention was to get an animal. And he flew down and behind the fence, he grabbed a dog. I didn't know what he had grabbed until he got up in the sky. And it was almost like a stork or whatever had this big cage. Its mouth was a cage. You could see through. And it was this white fluffy dog inside caged and he was flying away with it. And I was, I screamed to try to scare the bird and the dog so it wouldn't happen because I knew what was about to happen, even though I couldn't really see. Um, and the neighbors came out and I'm like, I think he took your dog and, and you know, the dog, it was gone. That's terrible. Can I ask you some questions about your dream? Yeah. Okay. Was it day or night? It was day. Okay. So from my perspective, and I'm not like, I don't specifically do dream work, but mm-hmm. I do. You know, it's I'm in the so realm. excited. Yes. Um, Cause I, I was asking my husband, he's like, I have no idea. I'm like, shit, I need to know uh, what this means. I know some things. I mean, <laughs> I have theories about some things. So always pay attention to whether it's day or night in a dream, because whether it's day or night is whether it's more conscious or more submerged. That's broadly what we want to look for. Um, And generally, there are three main players that show up in dreams. So in this dream, it was you, the bird and the dog, the kind of the neighbors were kind of like, yeah, to substantiate your feelings. Right. Um, And the threes are meant to be, again, like a spiritual representation of the things that we're coping with, the things that we're working through. So. Again, very broadly speaking, hawks are related to like big picture, right? They they do this big like surveying. Um, they're so majestical. I love hawks. I'm uh, sorry that they killed a cute fluffy dog in your dream. But the dog was still alive. It was in the cage in his mouth. So he was alive being taken away. And I'm like, oh my God, this poor dog is just sitting there scared. Like what's going to happen to me? And did you believe in the dream that the hawk was going to eat the dog? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he hunted him. It makes him. me wonder. Do you mind if I say something personal? Go for like it. Interpreting your dream. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, if you have some big picture goals and plans that you fear will be at your own expense, because the white fluffy dog is loyalty to the self, and in this dream and in this context, it was like a small vulnerable thing, which is you. You're the small vulnerable thing, but you're also the hawk. And you're also the you watching being like, wait, what am I doing here? So it makes me wonder if you've got some big picture stuff going on and you're not necessarily being loyal dogs, right? They're like related to loyalty and like lady best friend. Um, If there are some ways that you're not maybe taking proper care of yourself and protecting yourself from your own uh, ambitions, goals, plans. Uh, And with hawks, it's usually like, this big picture stuff because of the way that they um, I'm blanking on the word. You know what I'm talking about? The way that they fly is uh, they don't flap their wings. They, they, they kind of glide, they glide, they glide, they coast. There's, there's another word that I'm blanking on now, but yeah, they, they are, um, they are related to your goals in this dream because that's what the hawk does. It's, it's a hunter. Right. And it like came in with purpose Mm. and then did a damn thing Mm -hmm. um, and was on its way out. And you, so I would imagine that there's some sort of goal that you're, you're struggling with. And I think um, the thing that's cool about dreams that is different than let's say astrology is that they can be prophetic in that it's like predicting a thing like Mm -hmm. Denver, right? But it can also simply be a situation where you're, um, 
your psyche is communicating something to you that you're in process with already. Mm. So you're already, we're working on this. You were already, I mean, the fact that it was daytime to me suggests this is a problem you're consciously engaging with and not just uh, unconsciously. If it was nighttime, I would be like, you need to think about this. But if it's daytime, it either is gonna like make sense or not. When you're looking at it from like an astrological place, yeah. there's there's meaning behind it. There's there's a true kind of science behind it. So that would make me feel so much better that I'm actually meeting somebody right. I'm supposed to be connected with, not trying to force a circle into a square. Exactly. And, you know, this, these algorithms we've been working on for, for many years and, and we're also, we're not trying to say one relationship is good and one is bad. We do have like soulmates, extraordinary and challenging. We start sort of labeling them, but it's, it's with context. There's all this content with it. So just because it might be challenging doesn't mean it's not for you, but now you have understanding about why it's challenging or you have understanding about why you could be soulmates. So before you can connect or like somebody, you have all this content about your relationship. You have to run the bond. You have to see what the relationship is about. So you're starting from a much deeper, more authentic place. Yeah. Well, it's like working with the universe rather than working against it. That's right. That's right. And anything's possible if you can just be honest Mm -hmm. and communicate, you know, and I think that's what you can do in the app right now. You can read about your friendships. You can read about your current romantic relationships and, that's some of the most exciting feedback when couples are like every week we sit and do our pattern and we talk about our relationship and it's just this sort of third party that's putting it out there for you to say, yeah, actually sometimes I do feel a little judged by you. Can we, can we talk about that? Cause uh, you know, these are just dynamics that sometimes exist between people and it doesn't have to be the end of a relationship or such a challenging thing if you can communicate about it. So cool. That's the tool. I feel like I went down like the entrepreneur angle on this interview just because it was so much more fascinating for me. But I do want to break down (laughs) astrology for the beginner. So um, for those who don't know, if you can give us kind of like the the 101. Well, one, there's lots of different kinds of astrology. And I think we, um, we have our own methodology. It's unique, you know, and it only exists on the pattern. Um, One thing that is unique about the pattern when you go on it there actually is no mention of astrology you don't see any symbols and you don't we don't label anything in like you know venus or mars or sagittarius it's really just the content because i wanted no barrier to entry Hmm. i wanted anybody you know people who might dismiss astrology might not use it because of that so i wanted it to be a place they just come on and get the information so smart i never thought about that i don't think i ever realized it as an as a user of it <clears throat> that it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a lot of, and that was my experience when I was creating it. Cause I was doing anybody's chart and you know, the Uber drive, a- anybody I spoke to and you'd see the confusion of like, wait, what does that mean? As opposed to if I could just communicate with them about, okay, I know, you know, you probably always grown up feeling like you're not enough. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, you didn't need to say to label that as Saturn to your Mars. But, um, so that's one thing. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I guess one of sort of the most unique things about our methodology um, is it's not really sun sign based. So archetypally, we don't think the sun is as important to the other parts of your chart, like the moon, the Venus, the Mars, the ascendant. Sun signs were originally just to sell newspapers a hundred years ago. They knew everybody would know the month they're born. So like, that's you. But it's also why I think people dismiss it 
because somebody whose only planet is in the sun of that sign and none of the others are there likely will not relate to exactly. that. Right. And they're like, eh. and also how can every single person born in that month be having the same day? Yeah. Well, cause I was always like, I, okay, I'm a Gemini, but some of this doesn't connect to me. Well, you're much more, you're a cancer moon, you're a cancer Venus, you're a Pisces rising. So Gemini wouldn't really apply. That's a great, you're a great example of that. Yeah. Um, so we focus much more on the moon and the Venus and the Mars, the ascendant. Moon changes every um, sign every two and a half days, ascendant every two hours. So we're like dialing in to who you are. We think of it kind of like as above, so below where the planets were in the sky at the time of your birth. You are the creative expression of the universe in that single moment in time. And this is sort of a blueprint for the conscious aware path, but... I don't like the predictive thing. Like I said, that I think a lot of astrology can go down some. I think of it as like you're fated to deal with those energies, but how you choose to deal with them is your destiny. It's your choice. It's your free will. Someone with the exact same chart can have a very different life because they've mm-hmm. chosen differently. Um, so I think these are some of the tenets of, of what the pattern is about. And I can't, you know, you, I can't speak to other types of astrology in a way because there's so many, yeah. so many ways to look at things. I think this methodology is pretty, um, it's pretty great because it's not too complicated and it seems to be resonating with people. And Yeah, well, I think um, there was something, I think, in the intro that I was talking about um, Maybe. Oh, actually, it was our quote from you. Everybody wants to feel seen and understood. And when I think of my moments with the pattern, when I'll get my little notification and I open it up, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And then I told her, I'll like snap a picture of it and be like, I got to I gotta post this. And then later I'm like, no, I don't have to post this. Like, why do I need to share it with people? But Or like, I'll send it to my husband and be like, look, 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 they know me. <laughs> yes. So um, so I think that that is what makes it so special because it is, it is. I think you've simplified it to a place where we get what we need. Mm. Really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that that was really the hope or the intention to help you to be a safe space, to feel seen and understood, to go deeper with yourself, to connect with others in a deeper, more authentic way. Cause I think a lot of it is surrendering kind of into yourself. I think we spend a lot of time comparing ourselves because of, you know, culture or family or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And we disconnect from what's true mm-hmm. in our true path. And we go over here. And if this can in any way feel like a mirror that speaks to something deeper, and authentic that kind of lets you just surrender into that and give up trying to be something you're not. I mean, that was, it was certainly that for me. I spent a lot of time working so hard, you know, and fixing this and proving that and doing, you know, and then it was like, oh, okay, I can just stop. I can just be. <laughs> I can just be, you know, and yeah. then you understand also other people and what they're going through. I think we spent a lot of time thinking we're being judged by people or they looked at me funny or they, you know, or, or thinking this about me when, in fact, we don't know. And if we could read their pattern, you'd see, well, no, they might be a little shy. That's their, they might feel insecure. Or you have a pattern that's going to make you feel judged around them, but it's not anything real, nothing to worry about. So it's just that, you know, yeah. more understanding for all of us. Yeah. I never thought about using it to look into somebody else, but, mm-hmm. um, but I will say, I think a lot of us spend, our time um, wishing somebody would see us 
And so if you're listening to this and you feel like that, this app will definitely, by the way, I'm not getting paid to say this, (laughs) this this app will definitely do that for you. Um, Like I had some moments in the last couple of days where I've been cultivating some new friendships and I was so blown away that like so quickly, because these are higher vibration, elevated kind of voices where they just saw me. Mm. And then I'm like, wait, I haven't even considered that about myself. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to find ourselves too, right? Or try to make sense of things that patterns in our lives that we're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess this keeps happening. Or, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Now Now it clicks. That's right. Things start to click and you start to understand yourself and how you tick more. But rather than waiting to find those people, which, by the way, it's taken me 43 years to get there. Yeah. Um, the app is a really great way. The pattern is a great yeah. way to kind of get there. And if you can hold tight to that and and then find your people, they'll yeah. probably confirm everything you're, you're yeah. feeling. No, that's amazing. I, I really agree with that. I think that's what everybody's really hungry for. That mm-hmm. whole idea of wanting to feel seen and understood. I think people are just hoping for that. And it's such an incredible <clears throat> feeling when you do feel seen, it's, I think it's very rare and I feel so grateful for the, the few friends I have that that is what it is. And I I agree with you. It's not easy to find them and you can spend a lifetime and especially that's, what's empowering hopefully about the pattern and understanding your chart. Often we're magnetic for our own experience. So if we are hard on ourselves, if we don't think we're enough, if we think we should be sort of you know, punish or we're unworthy, we will be magnetic for bringing those people into our lives. So it's about us being conscious. So once you get to a conscious place of, I don't want to feel that way, Mm -hmm. and you change and you say, no, you move some people out, a space for other people to come in, and you're magnetic for that. Whoa, did you hear my jaw crack? I did. (laughs) It's so true. That happened to me recently where I was like, enough. Enough. And then... That's like, oh yeah. The second you do that, you always level up when you're like, that's that's it. Yeah. It's you're always it's always happening for you, not to you. And we we feel very victimized by life. And again, yeah. that's the point of the pattern is so that you can feel empowered instead of victimized by it. Like, oh, this is me. I'm so angry at this person because they're treating me badly. Well, it's because that's what you think you deserve. So that's what you associate with. You have a choice. You always have a choice. Yeah. But that's, I mean, um, not that I'm always able to do it, but you know, the older you get, that yeah. sort of becomes clearer and clearer because um, the answer's never out there. It's really in you. Um, and yeah, these are the hope, with, you know, with the pattern and I think what it does. And that's what I mean by moving the astrology out of the way because I think we can get caught in like the, yes. the like, today's going to be a good day and you are this and that. It's so much deeper and richer than that. And yeah. It's such a great tool. So so cool. Um, I want to know how this helped you through your tough moment or moments yeah. Yeah. specifically, if you can. Because and also, if, if you can speak to kind of that caretaking part of your life, and um, we talk about that all the time here. Because I just went through it with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I think. Um, I think I spent a lot of my younger years, maybe before this time, before this massive change in my life, feeling quite inadequate. Um, 
not that I wasn't confident in certain things or presented a certain way. And sure, I mean, but I think there was a deep sense of inadequacy and a sense of needing to sort of prove your worth all the time. And it, it resulted in being sort of codependent and overgiving and not understanding about boundaries and not caring for myself. Um, and I think when these things happen, you sort of self-betray. You start doing things that don't feel right for you and you really get off course. And I think I was very off course. And life fell apart in this beautiful way. I, I also feel like that was the most amazing time of my life too. Because sometimes you're so busy trying to be perfect all the time and mm -hmm. hold it all together that when everything fails, it's the greatest liberation. You're so afraid of that failure. But then when it falls apart and you're like, oh, I can just stop trying so damn hard, then you can be a little more authentic. You can be a little more real. You can own that like I just don't know and I don't think I can solve this and I don't think I can fix this and and then you realize that's okay and you're alive and people accept you even though you're not you're not do, playing that role and the ones that don't should move out of your life you know and create space for something new so it was around that time it was like a personal reckoning you know it's really not about anyone else um I could have perceived it that way but instead it was like wow you've chosen all this stuff you felt so victimized by all oh my god and you could choose differently and there was such liberation and it just falling apart and being like I don't know anything and the humbling of that was was wonderful and 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 you know terrifying and challenging and um and it's really been this sort of seven, almost eight year journey. I, I define my life before and after that of just um, being more real and being more authentic. And, and it can be really challenging at times, there's no question. Um, and a lot of time alone, I was always in a relationship, always not a day without being in one to the next, to the next, to the next. And um, now it's a different thing to really commit my energy and time. It's It's gotta be the right thing. It's got to work for me. And so got very comfortable being on my own um, and love that, love my company now. And there's no fear around that for me anymore. But that, you know, those that took sort of years of that kind of thing. And this was all when I was creating the pattern and trying to make sense of all this stuff and then understanding the past relationships I had and through this lens and having compassion for all the different players in my life that I could have perceived as, you know, trying to do me wrong when instead, no, wow, what a gift. Even the, the ones that maybe you would have, should be the most angry at, wow, what a gift, because you came into my life to liberate me in a way. We had to go through this extreme thing so that I could wake up, because I I could have been 75 waking up. Instead, you helped me get on my way much sooner. Thank you. Thanks, you know, and then you can let things go and just be sort of in flow. So it's been... Really um, exciting, but challenging, but interesting, and and um, but it's my life now. You know, I think I used to be living it for many other people, and at least it's mine now. <laughs> this podcast and all related content, published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com, is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. 
Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.